Uh, a couple things, just real quick. Hey, I just want you to know, all you guys, thank you for Inspire 100, everything you guys are doing. Just trust me, we're doing stuff all the time, behind the scenes. And, and so here's a, here's a, in fact, we just did something today, just for families, dental work, and just, there's stuff happening all the time. So I just wanna publicly thank all of you guys. And so this was from Lisa in North Carolina. So um, middle of North Carolina, her air conditioner went out. I don't know if you, kind of how I grew up, like heat and humidity, no air conditioner. And so we paid for her repairs to get it all done. She just said, thank you so much for your kindness. It's so nice to have AC again. We are great, we are truly grateful from Lisa. So know that stuff's going on all the time, amen? Um, we'll just share one testimony tonight, just because I, I want to get into this. It's, it's really good. So this is kind of fun. This is from uh, Jordan. Where are you from? Do you tell me? Uh, maybe. Maybe he says it in here. So, Mike, I've been waiting 10 months to tell you this testimony. My wife and I have been trying to get pregnant for over a year with no luck. I thought it was simply not meant to be, and we were on our last month before we were going to give up trying. For the last, few, <clears throat> for the last three years, I've been relentless on a relentless pursuit of truth in regards to my faith. After 27 years of the Bible Belt Christianity and never finding peace or rest, I didn't know exactly what I was searching for, but I came across teachings of Baxter, John Crowder, Francois de Troyes, and Freedom. During that time, I heard the truth of who Jesus was, more importantly, who I am. Man, that's so big right there. I'd finally heard the good news proclaimed that I am in him and he is in me, and I was not the one who put him there. It was like breathing for the first time. I realized, oh my gosh, he's my dad and I'm an heir. And so is everyone else. After believing in my sonship, I went for a walk one evening and suddenly had this overwhelming joy come over me that we were going to have a son. <clears throat> the next week, my wife told me we were finally pregnant. It was a rough pregnancy. Uh, my wife, at some tough points, developed uh, severe subchronic hemorrhage, whatever that is, and we, were, we weren't sure our son was even going to make it. You know what? I placed my hands on her shoulders that night. I saw her completely whole, her womb healed, and pictured us holding our healthy baby boy back at home. I, I, felt this, I, I physically felt the energy leaving my hands radiating in her. Exactly seven days later, at the next doctor's appointment, her hemorrhage was completely, miraculously, 100% gone. The doctor said they had never seen severe bleeding reverse itself so quickly. I'm pleased to announce that after smooth labor and delivery, the power of the Holy Spirit, my wife gave, me, my wife gave birth to a completely healthy, happy baby boy. Thank you, Mike, for speaking the truth about who we are in Christ, Jordan. Isn't that cool? Um, yeah, I love that kind of stuff, man. Amen? Because he's, he's the author of life, right? All right, let's get into this. Oh, man, I'm, I'm geez. This, it's getting better every time I dig into this stuff. Oh, so... If we were blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, I've heard that my whole life but never understood it. I mean, I heard it. I heard different people. I heard Joseph Prince get a crack at it. And, and I'm like, nah, none of that just settles right with me. Like, it's got to be a bigger deal than this. If, if God blesses, and I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing, there's not one blessing left out, it just seems like I should be more excited about it than I am. Anybody relate to that? Because I would go, I'd hear it, and I'd go, okay, yeah, all right. It's kind of like when Christians go, I'm praying for your brother, and you really know that. Go, pfft. I'm on my own on this one. Um, it really just means you sorry, Seth. I feel so bad for you. I'm so happy my life isn't like yours. I'm praying for you. Unlike what we do, right? Like, we pray with expectancy and it happens. I'm just telling you, it's fired up when you start understanding this stuff. And it's not you sweating it out. It's not you tonguing to build up your faith. There's no, like, there's zero effort in it. It's zero effort in it. It's really just knowing who we are. So anyway, um, I just, I, if we go to that first slide, I just, I, I wrote this and, 
Oh, man. So this is the concept I wanted to get across to you guys. Because my whole life, when somebody says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, I always, because of what I was taught, was thinking about this Lord somewhere out there. Or if they said, know the Lord, it was like, okay, it's some God out there somewhere. Or if you hear God or Jesus Christ or Lord or trust in the Lord, all of those things, I would say most believers still have this image of a God outside of them. So if you trust in the Lord with all your heart, they're trusting something out there, which doesn't bring any trust, what I found. But when you realize it's within, and it's literally like what I do within, when, he's, when, he's, when, when scripture says, we have the mind of Christ, that's important, isn't it? So it literally is this, is when we have a thought, whose thought is it? There's nothing outside of him. That's what's really amazing. So when we have a thought, he, he says, I see what you're doing within, and I will bring that to pass. Isn't that fascinating? Doesn't that take the pressure off you? Well, actually not. Some, some of you guys, in fact, I was talking to some people this week, they're like, oh my God, that puts a lot of pressure on me. Like, yes, but it's great pressure because it's realizing that I can, that I can be free from anything. There's nothing that limits me. So, and we all hear that. Like, do we all hear those scriptures? All things are possible to God, don't we? But we don't make the jump that he's one with us. We, we, in my opinion, when I talk to most people when they're answering prayer requests and different things, they're still begging God like, oh man, I hope God hears me and he might throw me a crumb and he might answer it. You cannot find an answer. Every, every scripture, every prayer verse, everything is all about you can be 100% sure that I hear you and I answer you. Every single one of them, if you go look at it. Now, isn't that different than what you're taught? It's taught like maybe hopefully beg and if it's his will, then he might come through for me. That is not a marriage. That is, that is a, well, it is a marriage. <laughs> I counsel some of you guys. So um, it's not what he desires in marriage, put it that way. It's not what I desire in marriage. So I just wrote some things that said, <clears throat> most do not know their sons in union with God. And that's marriage union, guys. It says this mystery that two have become one. <clears throat> we become one with him. I just wrote, they have an idea that God or the kingdom, or when you say trust in the Lord with all your heart, it's still out there. But what he's saying is when things are happening out here, you don't have to let it just happen to you. If I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing and I'm a joiner of Jesus Christ and I'm the bride of Christ, that he pampers me and spoils me like the king's bride, then I don't think he leaves it up to me to just be a crapshoot and hope he comes through. I just don't think that's the assurance that he was looking for. But when we can understand that Christ dwells in me, I am the carrier of divinity. You are the carrier of divinity. And if you simply see it within, you can trust that he's bringing it to pass and you can just rest and let him do it. That's trust. That's faith. That's the whole thing, that what he's trying to get across there. <clears throat> and so he tells us the kingdom is where? Within. So if we're going to trust in anything, it can't be praying to a God out there. It has to be what we're doing in here. Am I good so far? Or is this too much of a stretch for you? So, now this is where I think it really starts to get fun. And that's why I love the quantum physics and everything. You don't have to understand any of that. In fact, somebody just asked me, I was, I was praying with this friend, and, and she goes, do I have to have it all, under, do I have to have it all figured out? Oh, no. I, no. In fact, a child can do it. So it has to be simple enough for a child. I'm just coming at it from a thousand different ways to show you the very same thing. That a child can enter the kingdom, so that means it has to be simple enough to enter the kingdom. But think about this. Is God's outside of time? Do we see that in scripture? 
There's no time, right? He's teleos. It means he's the beginning and the end. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's no time. We come up with this concept of time in our 3D time slot, but <clears throat> this is where I love the quantum physicists. They go, we don't really understand it, but there's this, they call it all different things, but they go, every single atom in the universe is connected somehow. We can tell because everything affects something else. And they said, and it seems to be that all possibilities are available at all times. I'm like, huh, I've heard that before, right? All things are possible to him. <clears throat> and if there's nothing outside of him, as Colossians says and John says, and we're all in him and he's pure love, love is responsive. Love responds. It responds to us. Follow me? So every possibility is present and available. All things are possible to God. We read all those scriptures. And the scientists are going, there's every possibility available. That's why I love the, the, uh, the medicineless church that Greg Braden talked about. He goes, they, didn't, they don't pray against sickness. Like, we don't ask, we don't do that, right? We don't go, I rebuke you. And I, you know what your focus is on? Your focus is on the sickness. And I, and I see healing. I see a lot of people do that. I go, you're going to see healing for the rest of your life. Wouldn't you rather be good to see wholeness? Like, let's see the end. Let's see you completely whole and vibrant. That's better than healing. Because healing means I'm still in it. If I already have what I desire, then I only see what I desire, not anything else. Follow me? Okay. So here's how they do it. They go, we, don't, we just go, okay. Like that lady, she goes, she has ovarian cancer, whatever she was. That was just one possibility that she's accepted in her life. So let's just accept a different possibility. It's so much easier, isn't it? It's so much easier. And so if you don't like your, I wrote, if you don't like your current situation, don't spend another minute thinking about it. Because all it is is, is this, is, this is a reality right now. But in Philippians 4, he, he says, don't be anxious about it. Don't, don't take any thought about it. But in everything, pray with thankfulness, gratitude. Saturate your prayers in gratitude. That's what he said. Gratitude means I'm so thankful that I already have it. Right? Now think on these things. So he's saying, don't go try fix it or heal it or God bless me, prosper me. See you already blessed. See you already prospered. See you're already whole. And he goes, then it comes to pass. Does that help you guys? So if we can choose any possibility, that's why he says choose life. You can picture anything you desire and it works. And that's why I love the science and the quantum physics behind it because I'm like, gosh, that's exactly what it is. It's so cool to me. So anyway, I just wrote right now you can see yourself enjoying a different possibility in life. Just like a seed draws everything it needs to itself. That's Christ in you. Isn't that amazing, really? I, I think about that. Even like I plant a seed and somehow that seed is intelligent enough to draw all the minerals, the everything to itself. Like how does that work? It's still, it fascinates me to this day. I'm just like, what shall we like in the kingdom? Now, we all accept this idea that, uh, and I've been using this example a lot because it's right in my face every day when I wake up. I, their garden on our deck, they've got carrots and potatoes and peppers. And so I go, if I plant a pepper, is it a pepper seed? What do you plant? Pepper seed? Oh, you bought a plant? <laughs> they, just, they just bought a plant. You planted seeds of tomato? Okay. That's one thing. Just plant what you want. So... Uh, no, like a tomato seed, though, if I plant a tomato seed, I, they chose, hey, I don't want carrots, I want tomatoes. That's a choice, right? And they planted the tomato seed. Somehow, that seed knows how to extract all the minerals, everything else from everything around it, and bring new life to something. He goes, that's what we like in the kingdom mass. So we all understand that in the natural, don't we? If, if two goats come together and the, the seed of a male goat impregnates the female goat, what do we expect to get? Not a llama, right? 
Well, maybe the kids in science today, I don't know what they're teaching today, but I used to be taught if two goats come together, they're going to get a goat. <laughs> now we can get whatever you want, whatever you identify with, I guess. So that's not, I don't understand that because I know if I plant a goat, I get a goat. Amen. And he goes, all creation speaks of me. So if we can understand that, most of us don't make the leap spiritually. He goes, everything you see naturally tells you a truth about yourself spiritually. So that's why he says we liken the kingdom like a seed. Choose what you plant there. And that's all you have to do. Isn't that fascinating? So anyway, um, just like that, he goes, just like the kingdom, God himself draws everything you need for you to enjoy. And then it, it says ask, but it really, if you go look at that word, ahitio, is if you have a desire, require, or demand something. It literally is that. It's like, if you have a desire in, in the Greek, we say ask, but we get this idea that ask, Lord, we have no assurance that it's going to happen. Like, well, what good is that than to ask? If he, if he tells us, you're going to get whatever you ask for, ask, and then hope he does. Like, we've just destroyed the whole confidence, haven't we not? And then we add all these things to it. Like, if you have sin, and if you did this, and if you did that, and if you ate meat on Friday, like crazy stuff that we do. Or the, the demons are withholding your prayer for 21 days, not understanding the Hebrew at all. I'm like, that's one of the most ridiculous things that I've ever heard. But people leave it. So they, they it's, it's just, I would just say, throw all of that out. Go read the prayer scriptures again and, and see if anything that you've been taught about that is there. It's not there. I, I assure you it's not there. I've, I've done it hours and hours and hours, and I get excited going, this thing is so airtight, it's awesome. Amen? Well, you just never know. Oh. Oh. Please. So, if you just desire anything, you shall receive it so your joy may be full like the pampered bride. Isn't that cool? All right, now a little review. Let's go to this next slide. I just want to, I'll go through this quickly. So, I've been showing you all the Hebrew because I think it's fascinating. So, in Genesis 1.1, from the beginning, Bereshit bara Elohim. In the beginning, bara. And that word bara is the beginning, that bara. And Lily is the sun's strength is to see within, and it has the strength of God to create. Cool. From the beginning, you could see what you wanted within as a sun, and it'll create it. Genesis 1. So, then we saw Yatsar, which is your imagination. It's like a potter. So if you imagine, when you imagine, just think about like real simple, school kid stuff. Imagine this. What's the teacher telling you to do? Picture it. Develop it in your mind, right? Imagine this. Isn't that what we do? Now close your eyes and imagine. We, things like that. So imagine literally in Hebrew was Yatsar. <clears throat> and it's Yad Zadresh. Those last two letters, the little upside down Y and the, and the backwards R looking thing is a word called Zar. And it means tight place, trouble. Like, man, they're in a bind. That, that idea. So if you're in any tight space, if you're in any trouble, whether it could be it could be anything. It could be health. It could be financial. It could be ever. Guess what your cure for it is? The strength of God for any trouble is to simply picture what you do desire, and he'll bring it to pass with no effort on your own. Now, wouldn't that be like really good news? That's Hebrew. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm just, you can go look it up yourself. So what you imagine, devise in the mind, it literally says, shapes the physical like a potter. It's strength to overcome all tight places in trouble. That's your imagination. Now, between the cherubim, your brain, your two cerebrums, which he says, you're the temple. Don't you know you're the temple? You carry divinity. All those stories were about you. What do you do between the temples? Between the cherubim. You picture things. You, you, you use your mind, right? All right. You guys good? 
All right, then we saw last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, Colossians 1, 26, 28, where he, called, he says there's this secret that's been hidden for ages, this riches, it's riches. If God's got riches, do you think it's just like, oh, in heaven I'll get it? I, I, what is this life all about, right? Guys, I'm telling you, this stuff is what the whole world's looking for. I promise you. Romans 8 says, because I talk to people like, what's the meaning of life? And we've probably all gone through this. Why are we here? Like, what? This is weird. Like, we're here and who are we? And anybody, I mean, I've, I think all of us have gone through that, right? Like, why am I here? Why, what's going on? And it says this, all creation is looking for one thing. What is it? Manifestations of the sons of God. Now, Christians are looking for everything other than that. They're looking for Jesus to come down on the Mount of Olives and everything else. But he says, creation, the, the yearning of the human heart is to know who you are and that you're a loved son, like daughter, it's not genitive. So I'm a son of God. All creation's groaning, like, oh my God, why are you doing this to me, Lord? If, the, if you were good, if you were loved, why are all this happening to me? Man, if you knew who you were, you could be free from it. All creation's groaning from that. Does that help you? Okay, so he's, in Colossians 1, he says, there's this riches, and that riches is glory. It's doxa in, in uh, Greek, but in Hebrew, it's kavot. It's weightiness, as we were saying. And that, weight or, that weightiness or heaviness, that glory is Christ in us. So it's the anointing in you. The Messiah's in you. So salvation is where? Within you. So if you're going to count on anything or pray for anything, where do you pray? In tear. And that is the weightiness of God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So that weight is kavot. And literally is the power, that's kaf, that first letter, bet delet. And it literally is this. Is I was sharing with you last week, and I'll cover a little bit more. Like, what does kaf mean in Hebrew? What does that letter kaf mean? It literally means the power of the spiritual to bend and shape and make actual in the physical. So the riches of the confident expectation of your weightiness is what says that's in you. And we were talking about how all the physical talks about the spiritual. And we know this from basic Newtonian physics. If you have the heaviest, like I don't weigh as much in the physical as much as the earth. Like the earth has more weight or mass than me, does it not? And mass does what to mass? Attracts. And he goes, if you understand that, now understand the physical. You're the weightiest thing in the world. Just like a seed, you will draw everything you need into you if you simply can imagine it and believe it's true. Are you getting this? This is such cool stuff to me. So that's the little review. Let's, let's move on now. So let's talk about Kavot a little bit more. All right, this is blessed with every spiritual blessing. Now, I want to I know, I, maybe I'm just greedy, I'm selfish, but I'm like, I'll take every blessing. People are like, you need to be content. I'll take your blessing too. I have no problem with that. I really don't. <laughs> I think he's good, and I think, he, I think I'm going to, when I, when, I really, when I really, in face-to-face outside of this, he's going to go, Why'd you preach such a stinky gospel? I have no challenge that he's not going to go, you made me way too good. He's pure love. He's, he's like the husband of husbands. Amen? So, blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So, every, every blessing that's possible is where? In you, in Christ. Right? So why am I praying to a God out there versus trusting what's in here? All right. So according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. It's, it's, that's a fascinating word, actually. But just, just know this. Is it, 
like Francois translates that world as before the fallen mind, which makes sense to me actually because it's that word. But whether it's before the fallen mind or before the foundation of the world, where were you? According to Paul, you were already in him, right? Okay, so he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we would be set apart, that's holy is set apart, and without blame before him in love. He is, his primary characteristic is what? I am love, and we're found in that. And there's not anything outside of that is what Paul says. Having predestined us, what's predestined? Preplanned. Unto the adoption of children by who? Jesus Christ. Where, where have we been children? To him. According to whose pleasure? Huh, it was my pleasure to do all this. My pleasure. You didn't have a choice in it. Isn't that awesome? That's really good to me. So anyway, blessing is eulogia, 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 I think it is in Greek with the proper pronunciation. Eulogia, blessing, bounty, fair speech. Now here's where it gets interesting to me. The Septuagint, you guys know what the Septuagint is? It's the Greek translation of the Old Testament. It's the one that Jesus quotes from, Paul quotes from. I'll, I'll give you guys a little tip. He doesn't quote from the King James. Well, United States thinks he does, because it's the only one. Like, it's not written yet, boys and girls. <laughs> so when they said they searched the scriptures, Jesus himself quoted the Septuagint. Maybe we should look there, right? Yeah. I'll show you some shockers here in a second. Uh, so it is used in the Septuagint for the word Barak. Every time we see Barak, it's, it's blessing. In Genesis 127, it says, God created man in his own image, and that literally is icon, mirror image. So we are created in the mirror image of God, meaning there's no difference between he and us. We're mirror-imaged. Well, that'd be good. Now if we pray, it's a little more powerful to me than, I, I always joke because I wake up in the morning and my hair is all over and bad breath and I go, oh man, I was happy until I saw you again. It's like, it's still you. Because <laughs> if I just look at myself, I'm going, oh, this is going to be a rough day. Oh, really? It's me? I was hoping to wake up as one of you guys. Way better. <laughs> but then he's, here's what he's saying is, a doer of the word is what? In the book of James. What's a doer of the word? It's not you expanding the kingdom. I know that's what you're taught, but that's not what the Bible says. A doer of the word says, don't be a hearer of the word, be a doer of the word. Then he tells you what a doer of the word is. You looked in the mirror and you didn't forget who you were. That's a doer of the word. Different idea of expanding the kingdom, isn't it? So, so, I, and I, I know I say things and I'm like, it's like whew, to Christians because they're like, that's not in there. I, go, it. I was talking to Chris Abate. I go, that's why I say your book says this because they get mad at me. I'm like, no, it's your book. So <clears throat> used in the Septuagint for the word Barak. God created man as his icon image, mirror image, and the image of God created him. He, him. Anthropos, male and female, created he them. And God blessed them. That's the word Barak again. And said to them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it. So he tells us, the blessing I'm going to give you is going to allow you to be fruitful. It's going to allow you to multiply. And it's going to replenish the earth and you can subdue it. Meaning you're, you're, you're not just this thing that he threw out there and go, good luck, guys. He gave us a blessing, right? All right. Now, this is where it really gets interesting. And that, 
that last thing, it's, it's called sofit. Don't, don't worry about that, but it really is a cough. So it's bet, resh, cough. So the first two letters are bet, resh, which is bar. Bar means what? Sun, right? Bet, resh is sun. Cough, what did we just say cough was? Cough was, here, I'll read this. If you guys want to go look this up, this is really fun. So if you want to go to Hebrew for Christians, this is a site. Now, I would just share all of this with you. All of these you have to kind of read through the lines because a lot of them are still Christian sites that still have uh, 200-year-old theology versus the original theology. But the Hebrew is really good in this stuff. So Hebrew for Christians, and you can just say kaf, K-A-F or K-A-P-H, however they spell it. So here, here's, here's what it says. <clears throat> the letter kaf enables the latent power of the spiritual, latent, latent, latent just means hidden or concealed. There's concealed power in you. It says the letter kaf enables the latent power of the spiritual, any potential, all things are possible to God, right? You can take any potential in the spiritual and be made actual in the physical. That's the letter cough. Isn't that pretty cool? So Barak, here's what he says. I've blessed you. To them, that meant something. That means the son has the ability to take anything from the spiritual and make it physical. Now when we read, you've been blessed with every single blessing I have, it's in the spirit. Oh, well, if we go look at the Septuagint, it's really interesting. It says, it's, it's the word for Barak. The Hebrew word for Barak is, sons have the ability to take any potential, see it as already done, and just like a seed, it draws everything it needs to bring it to pass with no effort on your own. It's awesome. Sons inherit slaves' work. Stop working so hard. You can inherit this stuff. Isn't that fascinating? I'm just telling you, you guys know this. We, we, we used to call it self-image. If somebody has a good self-image, meaning I know who I am, I have a great identity, do they usually perform better in that area in their life? Yeah, it's common sense, right? And it's really interesting. And we get, we get sad when our kids have a low self-image in a certain area, don't we? Or when we see our spouse. And what do we always tell them? Oh, man, you can do, what any, you can do anything you put your Bible study to. No, that's not what we, wait, that's not what we said. You can do anything that you tongue for. No, wait, wait, that's not what we say either. Well, maybe some of you do. We can do anything you set your mind to because your mind is the divinity of God. It's between the cherubim, amen? So, and then it says this, the literal meaning. So the spiritual meaning of cough was taking any potential in the spirit and making it real in the physical. The literal meaning in cough is a palm. I was talking about this before. So the Jewish fathers they would have their kids bend down and kneel and the father would put his hand on their head and speak blessing over them. What is he doing? He's shaping and forming their self-image, right? Now, because, because they, the, 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 really the non-religious Jews, they still do this. They go, you're God's chosen. God's gonna bless you beyond any other race, which is not true according to Paul, but if they believe it, is it gonna become true? absolutely is going to become true, which is why they own everything, right? I just, I kind of want to break in on this party, personally. So the little meaning of cough is palm, which is considered the location where potential of the yod, God's hand, is actualized. Interesting, interestingly, the gematria for the word yod is the same for the letter cough. For this reason, we bless children with our palms facing them, right? We don't bless like this. I bless you, Lord. We cup our hand on their head right? Covered head. Lily, it's the same word where, where we get crown. Like if you see the letter cough, it's like a crown that, like if I get down on my knees and I bend down and I'm praying like this, 
which, which way is my crown pointing? So the, the, the picture of it is a crown facing out. Meaning I'm bent down, but I know my crown, my kingship is the letter cough. So anyway, it says this. It says, uh, the, uh, we bl- for this reason, we bless the children with our palms facing them, and we envision God as having his palms over us. For this image suggests the calling forth of the Latin power of the Spirit. Remember where we get this idea of lay hands? We, word of faith has made it something really weird. There's much more understanding when you understand where does it come from in the Hebrew. Like, let's lay hands. And somebody has zero faith that their prayer is going to, it's like, it's not doing anything. You're just making your palms sweaty on them. But when you understand what's going on, when you lay on hands, right? So it's this, is God having his palms over us. This image suggests the calling forth of the power of the spirit within for the manifestation of the physical world. So when they saw palm, it means something to them. I'm, it's God himself that's given me the ability to cough within. I can shape any desire I want, and he's the one bringing it to pass so I can inherit my sonship. Is that cool? That gives me a little more understanding of you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places versus be blessed. Yeah, be blessed. That'd be awesome if you actually believed it, right? Anyway, if you want to go look at that, it's, it's, it's really fascinating to me. I, just, I love the Hebrew in this stuff. So it literally means that. As sons... We have a crown, it's cough, and we have the ability to take any possibility in the spiritual, what we do within, it's him doing the work. This is where I think people miss it. Have faith, and they're building faith and doing all these things. If what, what God's trying to convey in all this is literally I'm the one bringing it to pass because we're in seamless union. Your thought is my thought, so think on good things because I will bring it to pass for you with no effort on your own. Now that sounds like I inherited the blessing, isn't it? You guys good? All right, so that's words Brock. Let's go to this, this slide. Now, where do we see this? I mean, this is where it gets really fun in the Old Testament. So Deuteronomy 28.1. Now, this is interesting in itself, too. Now, it, it shall come to pass if you diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Uh, King James says obey. If you click on obey, you know what it says? Here. Huh. Different meaning. If you diligently obey, then God will bless you. It says, if you just hear, here's different than obey to me, isn't it? <laughs> Ideas are coming to me from my mom, actually. Like, did you hear me, Michael Ray? Yes, I heard you, I heard you. What'd you say? Anybody ever go through that? Like, you don't, you're like, oh, she heard me, man. I was grumbling, mumbling under my own breath. I'm like, I can hear you in there. <laughs> Oh, praise God. So anyway, if you shall shall diligently hearken here unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all. If you, so observe and to do all. Now we have this idea, I'm I'm guessing you do because I did, where it said, observe and do all his commandments. Now this is Old Testament, so it's a type and shadow. What's Jesus' only commandment? Love, love. But it's really interesting. If you click on observe and to do all in Hebrew, it says, keep watch, guard over the garden. Did I just show you this today? It says, obey to do all. It says, guard over your garden is what that is. What's your garden? Your hearts and minds. So he goes, this is actually accurate. Because I've, I've taught this too. It's like, this is old. This is accurate. No, he's actually telling you the truth here. He's saying this. Is if you shall diligently hear 
the voice of the Lord. Yud Hey Vav Hey. Where's Yud Hey Vav Hey? Where is he? He's in you. So diligently hear and see only what you want, because then you're going to be blessed out of your gourd. That's literally what he's saying in Deuteronomy 28. Isn't that interesting? And then he comes and Jesus comes, reveals it in the New Testament. He's going, listen, um, I've given you all, I've barocked all these things to you. You have this ability. So be careful what you hear and what you see within. Guard your heart. Didn't he say that in the garden narrative? I've preserved a way back into the garden. Back into the garden. Then he tells us the secret where the garden is in the New Testament. The kingdom of God is like soil. Your heart is the soil. So be careful what you, what you hear within and what you see within. Right? Because what you hear, if you see and hear only out of Yahweh, love, only good things, guess what? You're going to be blessed. It's going to show up in your life. And so in all these blessings, Barak shall come on thee and overtake thee. Don't you want blessings to overcome you and, and take you over where you're, you, like, I can't, I got to give my blessings to somebody else, which is the whole idea of overflow, if you understand it. I'm so blessed, I got to do something with it. Isn't that good? It's overflow. Out of your where it will flow rivers of living water versus dead water. Out of your belly, your innermost part, your womb is what he means, right? You have a womb in there. It's like a woman's womb, and whatever you plant there, it's going to give birth out is the whole idea. So, and these blessings, the Barak shall come on you. They're going to overtake you. You're going to have to go, man, I'm being blessed so much, I got to give it somewhere. The whole world is looking for this. I'm telling you, they're looking for meaning. And even that, like Logio, John 1 says, oh, you want to really get thrown out of a Bible school? Read John 1 to him in the Greek. Holy smokes. I'm not even going to go there because you guys are going to... It's like mind-boggling if you read it in the Greek. You want to hear it just a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Genesis 1 says, In the beginning, bara. What you saw within as a son creates. Genesis 1. John 1 says the first, letter, the first words are what? In the beginning. He's telling you, here's the truth in the beginning. In the beginning was what? What's, what's, what's the word? It's logos. What's logos? It's not capitalized, by the way. You just capitalize it. You say it's Jesus and capitalize, but it's not. What is it? Logos. In the beginning, there was meaning. It literally means meaning or a good message. Eulogy, like we, uh, eulogy, we speak well. Cursing is speaking negative. If, that's why it says guard your, out of, the, out of your heart and your mouth speaks things. Neither blesses or curses, but it's the same power. Does that make sense? So if, if you're a parent and you tell your kids you're worthless, you're dirty, you never amount to anything, what are you molding and shaping their self-image to be? That. You're doing the opposite of eulogy. But it says, in the beginning, I am meaning. And the meaning, I am in union with God. And the meaning is, I'll stop there. That's what it says. I am I am. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was, it'll blow your mind in the Greek. If you can't get it, then it's, it's, it's easy, actually. Go read it. In the beginning, I am meaning, and, I, and the meaning was in union with God, and the meaning was, you are. Genesis 1, Elohim's. Uh-huh, 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 Genesis 1 and John 1 actually match. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. 
really irritate the... <sighs> All right. And these blessings shall overtake you those, those, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Lord is Yahweh. Yeah, Jesus, is, Jesus says this, only think on what things? Good things. And if you think on only good things, what's going to overtake you? Good things. It's going to be overwhelming to you. Bless it. Barak. Shall you be in the city? Bless you shall be in the field. Bless you shall be the fruit of your body. Now, this, this is right back to where we get back to, and he blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, do all these things, right? And he says this, is if you understand physical seeds, guys, you're going to understand how my whole kingdom works. He goes, if you can see within what you desire as a, as a brock, as a cough, you have the ability to take any potential in the spirit and transform it into the desire of the physical. That's your brock. That's the blessing. That's the weightiest thing in the world is what he says. The weightiest, the heaviest, the glorious thing in the world is you. Isn't that wild? So, shall be the fruit of the body, the fruit of the ground, the fruit of the cattle, the increase of the kind, the flock of the sheep. Now, here's what's fun too. You can, I just, Proverbs 10, 20, 10, 22, a lot of you guys know this. The blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich and add no sorrow with it. Sorrow is laborsome. It's paneros in, in Greek, but it's having to, to go work like a servant and a slave for it. Here's what he says. The blessing of the Lord, the ability of sons to take any spiritual thing within and shape it into your physical desire makes you rich. Isn't that what, what uh, Paul tells us? The glory of the Lord? The riches of the Gentiles is his glory within you? Isn't that what he said? Where do your riches? The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no labor to it. Woo! I'm kind of getting excited about being lazy, actually. So... And I'm not lazy. You see, I'm not lazy, am I? I but I'm diligent in this stuff, right? Because I want that. I want it. In fact, uh, we were, this Lord Lindsay, he was sharing with a bunch of clergy in, in Scotland. And he says, hey, you guys with the fancy suits and the white deals, and people are tired of you. They're tired of your arguments. Why don't you be a witness? Why don't you show people Christ in you? Show them what it is to have Christ in you. Don't go debate with them, argue, because they're tired of it. And I think Christianity has fallen into that. It's like, we're debating whether this is that and everything. Hey, how about show people who they are in Christ and how they can live in abundance and be free? Wouldn't that be good? Like, you come alongside them and go, you know what? I know who I am. I'm one with him. And you don't have to be bowed down by this nonsense, this sickness, this whatever anymore. You have the ability to take anything... You can see any possibility for them as a king and a priest and help them get out of that other possibility. That's prayer for somebody else. That's intercession. Wouldn't that be better than you need to accept the Lord and be weak and beggarly like me? And that's basically what he's saying 100 years ago. He's going, hey, you guys, your, your, your message is stale. People don't want to hear your argument. Here's why the Bible, they don't want to hear that. Especially this young generation. My kids, you tell them that? They're like, no, mom, I just found 10 things on the internet. You, your stuff better work. Follow me? It better work. And I'm serious. My, these are my kids, right? They're going, yeah, daddy, I think you're full of it. Well, you know what I was? Because <laughs> I was teaching them what I heard, right? And then you go, oh, yeah, but now my kids are fired up about this stuff. They're going, yeah, man. That, and that's what we're doing. They're actually teaching about the cough to your kids right now. Like, do you know who you guys are in Christ? You can literally pray for your friends. You can see yourself what you desire. And Christ in you, the weightiest thing in the world, will draw everything you need to make it come to pass. The right people, the right businesses, the right ideas, the right school, anything you need, he's already designed it and it draws everything to them. 
and you're going to go live this life of blessing. Don't you want your kids to know that? I want my kids to know that, that they're perfectly blessed. They're perfectly loved. God could never be angry at them ever because if God's angry at me, then I still have fear and I haven't entered into perfect love yet. Does this help you guys? It's so exciting to me. All right, we'll finish this up. So anyway, all right, I'm just trying to go you. When, he's, when Paul gets excited about it, he says, you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. That should mean something. If, if every blessing that God has, I already have, and he tells me where it is, it's within me in Christ, then I better know what that means. That's what I'm trying to get across to you. He goes, your weightiness, your riches are within you, okay? So it's Bet Reshkoff, sons have the concealed power of the spiritual, any potential to be made in the actual physical. So that's literally meant. So with God, there's no time. So that means all things are possible. The scriptures say that. Here's, let's just do it in our words. You can choose any possibility you desire because you've inherited the whole thing. And I just used an example like um, we've been in poverty and we didn't like it. So we chose a different route. But it wasn't our doing. This is where people get confused. We chose to see ourselves how we wanted life to be. Does that make sense? Because if you go, hey, pray to God and bless it. Guys, you're sincere. I see you guys doing it. Like they're praying, sweating, like no fingernails left. If you knew who you are, like this COVID thing would be like the the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. I'm not going to go down that route, but, and I get it. It's just because Christianity has taught fear. They've taught fear. So maybe God's doing this or maybe this is, it would be like, do you not know who Christ is in you? Does Does that make sense? Come on, would Jesus go, uh-oh, somebody breathed on me. Oh, Jesus like, oh, let me take care of that for you. Let me get you out of that state of fear and tell you who you really are in me, your identity. Does that make sense to you guys? All right, so if every possibility exists, and he says, I've set before you life and death, choose possibility, which one do you want? So if you don't like poverty, for example, or if some of you guys, if you're dealing with a physical thing, choose to not identify with that today. It doesn't mean the symptoms aren't gonna be gone immediately, but just start seeing yourself exactly how you want life to be. You get to choose what it wants. That's the richness, the Barak within you. Does this make sense to anybody? All right, so, so like poverty, don't spend another minute focused on it. Just don't even go there, right? So <clears throat> see the life you desire to live. That, by the way, that possibility already exists to God. All things are possible to God. Everything, any possibility. So you can start letting your mind go wild. Like, man, if I could, and I would encourage all of you guys to do this. And what we're teaching the kids is if you don't believe the big stuff yet, just do something little just to prove to yourself that this is the kingdom within, that the glory is within you. All right? So, um, because I just know me as, as as a physical husband, if she needs anything and I have the capacity to do it, what's my desire? And she, she even says that, be careful what you say around Mike, because if you say, oh, that'd be nice to have this, I know he's like already on it, right? No, it's true. I'm just like, okay, what do you want, sweetie? How do you take care of that? Probably obsessively. But that's what we want to do when we love our brides. So if I can understand that in the physical, how much more, Paul says, does the, the author of love understand it? Now you religious guys. <laughs> well, if it's just what you get all grumpy. <laughs> just tell people God is love and you'll see what's in their heart. Yeah, but he's also this. No, that's, that's your false impression of love. It's not who he is. So don't, 
I can choose poverty or I can choose wealth. Which one's better? You know, he doesn't care. That's what's amazing. He goes, you can choose that, but I wish you wouldn't because I've set before you the ability to choose. So you can simply see, feel that joy of life as it's real now. And you watch. Here's where I think people mess it up. If you're still, if you, if you go just in this example, so if you're, if you're thinking about something financial, okay? Because I see people do this. I want a million dollars in my account. That, that's totally possible. So it's a possibility, right? But do you believe it with like a shred? Because <laughs> they, they're all like, well, what do you really want? Oh, a million dollars. That's what they do. <laughs> I'm like, let me pray for you. <laughs> Because you just exhibited that you don't believe any of that, <laughs> right? Be, you know why? You know why they don't believe it? Because they immediately think it's based on their faith. They, they think it's based on their ability to do it. They start going, oh, but I made these decisions when I was this age, and I didn't go to school, and you know, my family's this, and, and you know, uh, who's the get out of debt guy? Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey said, I got to get out of get, and I'm so terrible, so I got to put stuff in envelopes. <laughs> That's crap, guys. I'm just telling you, it's damaged so many people. It's damaged people. Did the, did the prodigal son put stuff in envelopes when he went to Vegas? <laughs> I got this much to spend on that. She looks good. Uh, but that wouldn't be Christian. Just being real, guys. I got this much to spend over there. Oh, man. Jeez, I'm not a good steward. Jesus says, let me tell you about the Father. He's not like you religious people. In fact, the religious guy never got to join, go into the house and enjoy it. Who got to enjoy it? The guy went to Vegas with no envelopes. He's telling them about how the father is. Amen? How many blessings did he lose because he wasn't a good steward? None. In fact, he enjoyed them more than the good steward. Good steward is, I'm going to do all the things right, and then God will bless me. Sons go, thank you, Father, I have it all. You love me that much that even when I make mistakes, you make them prosper. Amen? That's sonship. You guys get it? I'm telling you, it's real. It's so real, guys. So, oh. And they, they think they have to do it. They think it's based on their behavior. They think it's based on their goodness. They, all these things. But when you finally get the weightiness Christ is in you, if you simply see, he goes, if you can see, just picture it, the words, carefully observe and carefully hear Yahweh within. Yahweh's within. That's Deuteronomy 21, right? And he goes, you'll be so stinking overwhelmed by blessing if you don't try make it happen, you just spend all of your energy seeing and feeling is what you already desire. It's God himself bringing it to pass and you can't fail. It always works. Amen? God bless you guys. You can stand to your feet. Does that help you? Yeah. Hey, you've been barocked with every barock. <laughs> ah, it's the weightiness of God. It's the, it's the sonship of God. It's, it's the inheritance of God. It's the kingdom of God. Everything's within, guys. It is not you trying to bring it to pass his, his love for you is so passionate. His love for you is so amazing that if you even just whimper and go, Father, I would desire this because this would help me out of this tight place. Accept it as done. That's it. 
Thank you, Father. And if I know it's done, how much joy and gratitude do I have? All of it. I don't immediately have to try to figure it out. If you're still trying to figure it out and go, man, this is going to take a lot of faith, I'm telling you, you're focused on the wrong thing. If you focus on it's already done, all you have is gratitude left. And when the world's falling apart beside you, you can be in peace and go, I'm going to choose to see life within just like the seed. It has everything it needs to draw itself. I can already just enjoy that pleasure of he loves me so much that he gave me this desire. Amen? So you're blessed, guys. We'll see you, uh, some of you guys, tomorrow night, Sunday night, 6, and then Wednesday the 26th with John Crowder. If you want to, if you want <laughs> Mike, I always forget. If you want to give, guys, all you guys give online, thank you. And you can just give here. It's out of overflow, guys. It's out of overflow. Amen.